Yeah. Are we recording? Heck yes. Where are all my friends? Where did they go? Yeah, you'd think for 45 minutes once a week, it wouldn't be this hard to get four people together. Yeah, apparently. It is what it is. I'm trudging on through. I ain't fucking around with this anymore. It's... Oh, boy. Honestly, God, the only thing I've been thinking about today uh, is, other than, you know, what is President's Day exactly, uh, is uh, Dad and I were watching uh, Bizarre Foods yesterday uh, on the Food Network because uh, there's just there was just nothing on. And Bon Me, for some reason, the only thing I could... It's just like the... I, this, like a weird craving to have, but it's just like I have to take care of a bond. I, I got to get my bond me fixed. Do you know what that is? I have n what is bond me? So basically, it's like a Vietnamese French like combo. I love like it's a sandwich. Okay, it's, like, it's basically uh, Asian version of cold cuts and pickled <laughs> vegetables, and it's pretty fucking delicious. And I was watching a video about or watching bizarre foods about it all day yesterday, and it was the only thing. Like it's been literally the only thing I can think of since you know where the, where would somebody come across a French Vietnamese sandwich in this part of town? Oh well, You'd be surprised actually. And it's a uh, would it well would it be a good one or just a Utica knockoff? Well, of a French Vietnamese. See, like that a Vietnamese refugee met up. Bon, with, uh, what is it? Bon me, bon, bon me. So bon me. So I make it sound like it's like some weird hipster fusion thing. Bonjour, me. I've, I've heard but, of bon me. But it's uh, why is that a thing? It's a it's a French colony or the French uh, established some sort Dominance. of some sort of ties with Asia in uh, in like the mid to late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and like, and they loved the baguette. <laughs> Asia was like, we love the baguette, and they were like, hey, we love your weird cold cuts and pickle vegetables, and <laughs> that's basically how the sandwich was born. Yeah, no, it's not like some. So some hipsters, you know, it, it's not a fad thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, not Vietnamese fusion. It's no, it's, it's a, here yeah, to stay. It's yeah, been, it's an actual yeah. part of their culture at this point. Yeah, no, but it's just like I, I, I'll have to do after the podcast. We'll have to look it up because just about any Vietnamese faux place does it because it's that part of the okay. Like, yeah. it, it's an actual part of their like culture. Right. Like, I've heard of bomb me. Yeah, it's bomb. Like it, it is. It it is apparent. Apparently, Asia. Uh, one of the most slept on things about Asia is their uh, is their deli meats. <laughs> like, okay, str straight up, straight up. And I guess like the traditional way to have it is uh, is pate is the meats pate. And I know what you're all thinking. Yeah, the, the, you mean the shape of cat food? And uh, yeah, and that. No, I literally just thought it's Chinese bologna. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's Chinese bologna, but you know, spreadable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They just don't put it in those fancy tubes. Yeah. It's like Chinese spam. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, so where did you see this? Sh what show were you watching that you saw this? It was just one of those, just, you know, Asian hack cured meat delicacy that you must have. Uh, it's one of those just quirky food network shows. It was like bizarre <clears throat> foods. It's like one of their regular shows. I was watching. I forget that you watch cable. I actually, and I was watching. Well, had you shown up for the beginning of the podcast, you'd know that he was watching it with our father. All right. Well, that so explains a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I wasn't that late this time. I know. Honestly, God, it's three minutes. eight minutes. It, it is. Yeah, don't say three. Don't. Be. I sat here until five after seven, and we were just like, all right, we'll smoke and do it. Like, yeah. We, getting four people together is a fucking challenge. Yeah, I, I I didn't realize that I was getting anemic or uh, sickle cell Jordan Gentile this week. It was, I thought I was getting, we thought we were getting both personalities, but you know, we just, you know. Nope. It is what it is, but. You just uh, yeah, last week was our monthly episode where we get all four hosts in. I mean, that's. No, I wasn't he here, wasn't last, here week. last week. Oh, yeah, the and Jordan before. wasn't here the week before. Yeah. And, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So we still have yet to have that monthly episode <laughs> where all four of us sit here at this table. Yeah. No, I think we we got the we got it in the beginning of the month, right? I don't believe so. <laughs> I, it's just straight up. I don't think we've done I, since before the Super Bowl. I don't think we've yeah. had a full squad. Yeah, because even going up to Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, we were missing somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, we're closing in on a month now. So I don't know if you guys can get your cycles synced or whatever it is. But, you know, yeah, that's... That's fantastic. Anywho, 
Speaking of disasters, how about fucking... That was the one thing I don't think we talked about last week was what was going on In over, Ohio? Yeah. I think it had literally happened the day after. I, yeah, I, we've always had an incredible timing with this podcast where, like, we'll do the podcast, and then the next day... Uh, what was the one? Dubai exploded. Uh, or, or Beirut. Beirut, yeah. Oh, we yeah. were the day... Yeah, we did the podcast, and literally an hour after we did the podcast, <laughs> Beirut exploded. We were just like, well, what the fuck, man? So does like, that mean Jimmy Carter dies tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> right, dude, yeah. No, it's... it's No, I... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I had that same thought last week. I said, oh, good thing we did the podcast yesterday because that train decided to go off the no, rails. No, it was definitely off the rails last time when you were. I feel, that's the thing. I don't think. I it, think I just didn't. You guys didn't bring it up. I hadn't heard about it, but at the same time, I know our government's keeping it a secret. That's kind of. Oh, what I've I known about just, it for like two weeks now. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think I feel like I've known about it like longer, but not like like it's been like in the forefront of my mind or like. I've been watching story. the forecast of the atoms that are going to be coming over us, like the disbursement of the chemicals in the air. Oh yeah, the fact that it's going to start raining chlorine or some yeah. shit in about. I've been I've been keeping days. my an eye on things. How uh, East Palestine was in a trial for some special uh, response team for. Uh, like natural disasters. I didn't know that. They all signed up for this like free ID thing like yeah. a year prior to this incident where they specifically were studying like breathing issues. So, um, wow, we are going to be a conspiracy podcast. Oh, yeah, dude. When I listened podcast. last week, I was like, oh, I am all in. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Let's go. Yeah, no, honestly, it's... I don't know about you, but I like... I'm on the on the outs like I, I'm I'm circling the rim of conspiracy theories. I always got my eye on what's so going on. So now, what do we do? We think then that the Chinese balloons weren't really Chinese; they were actually American balloons, and they were trying to cover up this train crash. Because I mean, it's a common misdirect. You get everybody looking at North Carolina, Ohio explodes. It's potential uh, because they already figured out that one of the ones they shot down was a twelve dollar hobby balloon. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that was that was the most recent one. They they got yeah. they're trying to get on the hype train. They also shot down that one over the Great Lakes. So they said actually had a fucking EMP payload in it, and they were like, "Yeah, this could be an issue if they." But at the same time, it's our government. But Did they like, really oh, have an EMP oh, payload? But or yeah, was it a like, fucking weather balloon? You know what I mean? Oh, man, I didn't, or was it a misdirect because now Ohio's on fire? So I said, Whatever. I said, Robbie, water. What man, is it? Chemical up. It, it's yeah, it's burning it, down. It's I kind of East Palestine is fubard. I mean, there ain't no class action lawsuit that's going to save that fucking city. I mean, I don't, I, it's, it's. And shocker, the city's named Palestine. You know, always after brown people we are. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't Even think there's in Ohio. people in that town. <laughs> Maybe brown from dirt, but. Yeah, or, you know, brown from the drinking water now. Yeah, yeah it no. seemed like a pretty uh, ethnocentric it's... type of place. I honestly, I really have no, uh, no new information other than kind of just no they're covering it up bro yeah like it's just like it's, this is a science science experiment and bill gates is going to claim this territory for his own I there mean, was some sort of underwriting in some bill that was passed with uh bill gates that he is allowed to buy contaminated land uh farmland out from under people is that a thing or are you just bro i told you i am circling the whole of conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) all it takes is me to be like you know what i can tell you right now the 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 right one showed up this week (laughs) (laughs) dude i was all in last week when i was listening i was like oh fuck we're going conspiracy theories yeah too bad you weren't all in and being here yeah dude honest to god like i've been so like conspiracy like theory deep that I've honestly convinced that it's just like I, I really think that they have like weather and like ge- like geo technology because it was like dude that's s- old news s- dude fucking Syria today got hit with another yeah th- that same Turkey, area yeah. got hit with another like six point eight earthquake yeah. all this crazy shit is happening is because we've been fucking with the weather for way too long well we also got to remember that the core did reverse this month so we've got to allegedly. Take that and the polls. Do you are, know any scientists that actually said that? Well, the, all the scientists have said it, and they're just like, we don't know why, but it happens every seventy years. We don't get it. We don't know why it all of a sudden goes backwards, but every seventy years it goes backwards. I just wish it was just like there was like some like big like like thing that we would like I, even like normal people would know. It was just like some old wives' tale. It was just like, well, if your toilet starts flushing the opposite way, <laughs> that's how you know the core's going. And like, and like we all just like noticed it this like in like two to three days after, and just no one brought it up. And so somebody was just like, hey, my toilet water started flushing the other way, and everyone's like, yeah, mine too. Fucking core, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, honestly, yeah, the the core's going uh, the other way. The poles are changing, uh, and you know, 
Biden's over in the Ukraine today for God knows what reason. Yeah, he needed to show up and, you know, have a PR stunt on. Uh, he needed to show the world that he's still alive and he can still think about things sometimes. Is it, is it that or is it was it kind of just like, that's the thing. I think it was like a dick wagging like President's Day thing. Yes. Where it's just like he, he showed up at the new branch yeah. as, like, as, the, as the district manager and they were just like yeah it's it's my birthday kiss the ring yeah and well it's it, uh, yeah probably honestly a lot to do with that and then just i mean a lot to do with uh us finding out that the chinese are giving non-lethal uh munitions to russians uh so i bet we probably went over there just to be like fuck you you fuck with you know the ukraine you're fucking with the u.s and, you know, uh, if the Chinese best, they got weather balloons, uh, we'll be good, man. We're set. We're good. So this is basically like our next 20 years war on terror, right? This is like we're just we're just experimenting military. Until we get bored of it. I don't know. Over the last two weeks, like nobody said anything about nothing, really. So I here's some crazy is about what's to happen going on because right it's now. so quiet. All right. Is here we go. Here, here's, here's our, our government. Is, is They're just spinning plates. You know, back in the day, they could control it. All they needed was one plate. They could control the whole society with one plate. But now they're just, nothing's sticking. They can't keep the stuff balanced. So they keep trying, keep trying. COVID, oh, no one gives a fuck about that anymore. Oh, we're going to go to war. No one gives a fuck about that. They're, they're trying to control us and just, just keep us scared. Oh, I think it's with a, all this stuff that's I, going on. I definitely agree that there's a, like a lot of like insane. The mask is cracking. You can see that they're they're fucking up. Yeah, well, it's just they they haven't adapted to this this age of information. Like it's just you know, FBI, uh, the FBI and the CIA used to be able to just run some of the craziest covert operations of which I guess they can now too. I guess there was some like I was I think I was listening to that Matt Taibbi episode with Joe Rogan where it was just like they basically rolled back a bunch of things with the FBI that basically is the reason why they're running around like lunatics now yeah. too. Yeah, I, it never stopped. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, there's never. And been... I saw that the uh, 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 either the FBI or the CIA, or, you know, some federal government agency labeled the uh, Catholic Church as a uh, terrorist group. Yeah. I saw that. I saw. I saw that on the uh, on Fox News on Saturday, and I was like, "Man, that must have been a tough one to write for Fox News." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the uh, yeah. Our government, we haven't stopped doing uh, wildly covert shit. I just read an article earlier today about how a guy uh, alerted the FBI to like seven tons of old Civil War era gold he had found. Oh, and they stole it from underneath. And they him. stole it. Yeah, they yeah. literally just like they were like, "Oh, okay, cool. We'll go out with you tomorrow morning. We'll dig it up." And then like the night before, they just went and grabbed it all and like fucking left. Uh, and he was like, well, it had to have been them. It's Civil War era gold that's been hidden for so goddamn long. Me and them are the only ones that know. Yeah. And it wasn't fucking me. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going like, to enjoy the shooting because once it starts, it's not going to be what they want because it's like the military is going to immediately overthrow these people. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like, I, it's, it's like, do we just need... I think we just need a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl to just get hit by like a undercover FBI truck, <laughs> like <I> just <laughs> flying through the streets of New York. Yeah, exactly, just doing ninety and just cream exactly. some lady in Midtown Manhattan. Didn't yield for pedestrians yeah. and just like some national B, like aspiring spelling champ, like prodigy four-year-old is just tragically yeah. taken from. Our society, and it's just like that's the rallying call. That fucking that TikTok influencer who cooks everything with uh, with Parkinson's or uh, or uh, Down syndrome. No, Tourette's. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's your fucking thing. That's her whole channel. I, I don't know. We just shakes. She fucking cooks and she just swears. Ah, just, shit. You know, exactly. Yeah. No, you gotta like hit her with an FBI man, <laughs> and then everybody will care. <laughs> like exactly, exactly. Like it's just like like like. Does Amaranth need to? be tragically taken right dude so incels emerge from their basements ready to act like it's just i, I that's and you want to know that's like the insanity of it is that it's going to it, it's it, it'll be something even more ludicrous than that yeah it'll be like the fbi tried to like like bomb the special Olympics <laughs> or something and it's just no, like, it'll be i mean it'll be something ridiculous it'll be like your favorite hentai lady got hit by an fbi truck in a fucking cartoon and they get pissed off i mean <laughs> yeah. like that's what'll set these people off yeah, we, lo we, you know, you know we lost a waifu mean? queen yeah, right <laughs> right you ever seen like the tv shows where like uh like one one department is like planning like to 
to pretend to sell drugs to like the alleged drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. other ones are like the other branches. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, That's what's going to happen at the Special yeah, Olympics. One's yeah. going to be planting the bomb, the other one's going to be trying yeah. to defuse it, and then it's all going to come yeah. to light. We're, yeah, we're, we're SWAT Special Ops, and the other guy's just like FBI, and then there's the commercial. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's definitely, I bet that happens. That's got to happen more often than, I, I mean, I think it would probably make you like physically sick. If you like, if you found out like how many times that happened, yeah, to you. cops arrest other cops because it's yeah. just like undercover sting. It happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, the uh, city law enforcement will be running a sting in a drug house, but the people running the drug house are all undercover FBI. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, well, what the fuck? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so you're telling me if the cops stopped selling drugs, this neighborhood wouldn't have a drug problem? <laughs> yeah, like, right. what yeah. the fuck? Like, Who's the biggest heroin dealer in the city? Officer Williams. <laughs> He's undercover trying to catch the other ones. He's the biggest fish. Like what? Yeah, we need we needed to catch a meth ring, so we t we learned how to cook meth. <laughs> we, we, we set up a, a, a house, and you know we're kingpins now. <laughs> we're kingpins. Yeah, we're kingpins. <laughs> we're, we're cartels. Oh man, no, it's uh. I think this is about as exciting as the week got for me, unfortunately. Uh, outside of did I did I talk about last week? Well, I'm just trying to think of like anything like that was exciting to talk about because it was like this is the first weekend without football, so that was like, yeah. Know. So we don't get that <laughs> obligatory 20 minutes of podcast. Oh, I'm sorry that the wrong Dude, person you... showed up, so I have nothing. I can't talk football today. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, we got conspiracy. Yeah. So basically what we should start doing is You just took like the hardest, like hit the brakes fucking. Uh, well, so should, well, no, we should, I, like I should just hold on to this podcast, right? We finish this up and then next week we do a podcast with inevitably Jordan and not Stove. And then I just cram the two together <laughs> as one podcast. You know what I mean? I thought, about, I thought about listening to the podcast and recording my, like if I was there as I'm listening to it. Just ghost tracking <laughs> it. <laughs> and then we, then we release the, the the dub version of that. Oh my god! No, no, yeah, no. We'll just MST3K our own podcast on mushrooms in the future. It'll be the next podcast. You want to know what? That's actually not a better idea for a podcast episode. <laughs> I bet you there would be a lot of screaming. <laughs> uh, no, but I. Speaking of mushrooms, I had a friend of mine who bought one of the uh, the chocolate mushroom bars that have kind of yeah. exploded around here, and uh, he went in. Uh, well, actually, let me let me just be honest with you. I went in because I was buying it for him. He's 14. Don't judge. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. That part's a joke. But yeah, no, I went in and, you know, I was just, I was talking because I'm just like, what? Like to me, like mushrooms has always been, you know, you get what you get, you eat them and, you know, whatever. And he was, you know, he spit me all sorts of mushroom lingo. And I was just like, all right, just give me the bar that you like. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, this one's great. All right. Give him the money. And I bring it to my buddy. He, I drop it off to him. Next morning, he decided to start his day off with, you're supposed to only eat a square. Yeah. He ate like a bite off of that square. Okay. Like first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He broke his fast with it. Got so unbelievably smacked on it. Yeah. That he was like pacing around in his garage. He had no idea. Yeah, yeah. He was afraid to operate. He, like, he was talking to himself about operating the forklift and he was like couldn't do that he said he had to run upstairs he said it was so unbelievably intense he gave the rest of the bar away god damn yeah he was just like he was like i i don't know what they're doing with those but he, i guess i i guess if there's one thing that needed a little bit of gentrification it was mushrooms and buckle up ladies and gentlemen <laughs> because it is not for the faint of heart you are going to see god <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah you do a little bit and you know, wait a week and then you do the rest. You know what I mean? Like, well, gotta... I think, well, that was the thing that caught him because I mean, he was someone who's done routinely done mushrooms. It wasn't like someone who was trying to experiment for the first time. So it wasn't his first rodeo, but you take a bite off of the yeah. square and you know, you know, you, you're talking to your ancestors and, you right. know, and, and the, the walls are just changing on you. It's just like that's, I, Kind of wish he gave me the bar. Right. <laughs> you know it's what exactly I mean? what I thought. I was just like, who'd he give it to, though? Yeah, I know, right? I, I almost want to hit him up and be like, yo, you did you give that thing away yet? Or, yeah. you know, or were you just talking about giving it away? Yeah, you know, <laughs> or if he's just like, no, actually, I've been crushing squares. That's, yeah. why, that's why you haven't heard from me in the last week. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. That, it's why, the, that's, 
Has that officially like been federally declassified? Like, is no. that like okay? So that's still no, no. Yeah, but everyone's still sti- Yeah, it's definitely legal in places. It's legal. Yeah, in- oh, like, I know I, yeah, that. you can go to certain. But states. I, I was talking federally. No, like, yeah, federally, states, like, marijuana isn't even. Yeah, I know that. I, I wasn't sure, but I, I know marijuana is higher on the the classification than mushrooms. You still, it found the federal yes. level. Yeah, yeah, they haven't even begun that, reclassifying it. Yeah, they. Oh. And. Uh, wow. So yeah, but, yeah. Oh, Meanwhile, there's a fucking train over in Ohio. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know they're they're rolling out all of these social equity programs based around cannabis and all that stuff. And yeah, you know, it just takes a it's 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 as simple as like Roe. It's like the the Roe v. Wade overturning. It'll come out of left field, and the next thing you know, people will just be like their livelihoods will be shocked. Like that's like that's the biggest problem that they have right now is that like it's yeah the the jobs are out there and they're available and you know and, and you know the economy is great this that and the other thing but the problem is is nobody wants to be getting taken for a ride anymore so people are just you know taking it upon themselves to make it and make the ends meet and, and you know and, and forego this be, forego this you know work style life that people have because it's like the amount of people in, in a lot of they were talking about it all last week uh on cnbc uh, all the employers are just like, people are looking for part-time work. They're not looking to, they're not looking for that. They're looking to make a career on their own terms, doing the things that they like and are willing to do work in the part-time work to make ends meet. But you know, the majority of their income is on the up of just trying to make those hustles work because people are just sick and tired of just, you know, seeing what their take home is at the end of a week or biweekly period and just being like, what the fuck? And you know, it's, it's kind of just how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Shit sucks. No, honestly, no (laughs) things are, you want to know? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's all of the bullshit sucks, but like everything else is, everything else is pretty good. Everything else is pretty good. Like, it's just like, on like a simplified level. Everything is, is like, I, like even like right now is like I'm trying to you know, uh, you know, do the independent thing. You know, not trying to you know, go, you know, take a job full time. It's like I'm happier now than I've ever been. Like it, 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 it's and it, it, because I'm focusing on me and I'm and I'm more, you know, aware of who I am. Is this post Super Bowl loss enlightenment? Is this? Oh yeah, this is all part of the grieving process just, right now. Yeah, 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 right now I'm like bargaining. Like it's just yeah, no, this is. Is this like a cry for we'll help? We'll come in next week for the podcast, and he'll just have like a suit and tie on. He's like, I've gone corporate. I am uh, yeah, I have a yeah. full-time job. Benefits are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The week after that, he's like, I quit that job. <laughs> and uh, I need bail money. Yeah, right. I got lashed out violently. I punched my yeah, Super no, Bowl. We've still got like three more weeks of Super Bowl grieving to go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, we still yeah, have no, a couple more emotions it, and steps. Yeah, yeah, come on now. It's just like, you have, you, you've read books on grieving. Fucking pick up the signs, bro. Like. Yeah, by the time we get to acceptance, there will be a lot of fire in his wake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But acceptance comes like about a week or two after the draft, and that's not till the end of April. Like, <laughs> like what? We've been doing this for how long now? Like, it's just you, you're you're not aware of how this goes. I know exactly how it goes. It's uh, no, honestly, I'm I'm good, man. It's just like even honestly, God, it was, and I think I said it last week about the Super Bowl loss, like. That was an unbelievable game. I do I do didn't want the outcome, obviously, but Coach Reed was also the guy that made me the Eagles fan I was, who changed the culture of Philadelphia because Philadelphia was always a middle of the road franchise. Until now, look at them—they're turning over cop cars and climbing yeah, street yeah, poles. And now, and now they have to. Grease, Thank you, Coach Reed. And now they have to grease the poles every January. Yeah. You know, it's it's, but it's a good trade-off. You know. <laughs> At least they're not like looting and Ryan burning <laughs> the city down. You know, we're just they started flipping cars before the game. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's be honest here. It's they they flip their own cars before they go to other people's cars. But yeah, no, Coach Reed was the guy that you know took Philly to the next level, and, and is a lot of the reason why they're the franchise they are today. So it sucks, yeah. But we caught Patrick <laughs> Mahomes before he is before the Chiefs become the unlikable evil empire. And you know, it's just it is what it is. Like it was, they'll they'll be all right. Like I'm not honest. It's you know I'm good. Life's good. <laughs> you know, I go fly. 
nah. Honestly, I'm I'm just more pumped for next season. It just makes me that much more excited for next season because it's like, all right, all right so was this a fluke year or, you know, is this really kind of going to be the team of the next decade? So. It's, it's okay. A, hey, the city of Philadelphia has finally brought a championship it's okay. back to the city. That's I, I will say that. They did get that done this done over the weekend because I think they lost the MLS Cup final. They lost the World Series. Uh, I know the Sixers had high expectations last year. They let everyone down. Now that the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, Philly professional sports has been getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. However, I will say that a white boy won the dunk competition over the weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I forget. If you want to know it? This is the kind of piece of shit I am. I've been w- looking at this story for the last two days, and I still don't know this kid's name. <laughs> Uh, now I gotta awkwardly wait on Bleacher Report to buffer. To Jack come. Smith or something incredibly. No, he's he's actually like he was known for being like a dunker. Like he was gotcha. one of those guys that wanted to like he he did a bunch of. He tricks. didn't want to play basketball. He just wanted to win dunk competitions for the rest of his life. I got. Yeah, you. exactly. He was kind of you know he realizes he's a white boy probably coming off the bench eight minutes a game. Um, and now that I can't find this story, it's actually bothering me. Doing ultimate dunks. It was it was it was a pretty sick dunk. I'll have to pull Is it. it. The wizard. Uh, what's the wizard's name? I don't know. Well, that doesn't help anything. Holy shit! The NBA is just so much unbelievable. I am trudging through so much shit to just to get to a real story. <laughs> this is impressive. Stover, what's going on in your life? Anything? Anything? I mean, uh, raising a kid—it's pretty wild. Yeah, people have been doing that for fucking thousands of years. Tell me something new. What you got? Something exciting? What is it? Yeah, does this one shoot lasers out of its eyes? <laughs> like, what's, yeah. what's up with this baby? This yeah. is different than all the other babies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know I know. he's been trying to grow fucking turd tails for the last two weeks. We got, uh, yeah, is there like an evolutionary step we made with your child that you want to tell us about? Or uh, he's, I think he's going to be doing jujitsu pretty, pretty soon, you know? Okay. He's got some pretty good choking strength. It's uh, not a ton of leverage yet, you know. He's still pretty small. But gotcha. Uh, well, the cops are going to use this as evidence <laughs> on him yeah, in a couple right. of years. When you were... I don't know if you're familiar with toddler fight clubs, but... Oh, good. We got him into a pretty good league. Nice. Good. I'm glad. He's it's on like the farm system. You just got to find the right one, really. It's uh, because you go to one of those public uh, toddler fight leagues, and that shit just gets weird quick. Or... We get Vegas in on it. DraftKings, <laughs> it's the next biggest sensation. This thing, I'm so I'm so overlooking up this thing right now because it's like holy shit. White boy won a dunk contest. Yeah, we got yeah, cool, white, cool. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, Philly got a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philly, yeah, Philly got a trophy. Good Something, for them. Something. Put it in City Hall. Cool. We finally did it. Put it next to the did Rocky. Get a put, yeah, put it down next to the Rocky statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Could you imagine <laughs> if the city was wilding for a dunk competition win, though? Like, like the whole city just, you know, just started charging out in six in Jersey, climbing, bulls, <laughs> climbing over, cars. over cars. Yeah. Wait, was he actually from Philly or who's just a Philly player? He's just a Philly player. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There's no, hmm. no. All those, uh, no, those were all last week during the Super Bowl. All the Philly kids and you know being hometown on the Eagles and yeah no that was that didn't work for us either we even tried we tried we tried hometown magic we we tried spending a bunch of money we've tried I mean it's just yeah uh the underdog city has literally been coming in second place for the last like year steady yeah you guys are really f- dropping the ball yeah you'd have thought that like that's the thing though like it's I, I'm not even sure I'm pretty sure the arena football league is still a thing like it's, it's gonna take like the Philadelphia Union to win that. However, speaking of uh, weirdo ass football, XFL league, was on. Yeah, I was literally about to bring it on. Yeah. yeah, I dude, I straight up, I've been trying to find a team. There's no Philly. Shocker. Team. There's no Philly team. Oh, I'm not saying I'm going to follow through with watching this guy's <laughs> football. I mean, come on, let's let's see. I'll, I'll go to the high school and watch a better game. But um, I've been trying to find my team, and it's just like I hate to say it, but it's just like even at like 32 years old. Uh, if your mascot's a sea dragon, I'm like, all right, you know, I like, that's the cool one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Seattle sea dragons fan. Uh, but no, honestly, it, they're finally starting to get the, that fringe NFL talent 
that if they had a couple of years in a system and can kind of yeah. establish like a resume, for lack of a better term, like that, they're starting to get that kind of level of talent in there. Gotcha. And so yeah, I think in a couple of years, it will, I, I think The Rock, you know, will have traded enough on his name and his brand that it'll, I think that could actually be something. Do you think they pull Tom Brady in to quarterback a season for the XFL? No, Tom Brady's got to rebuild his family. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady needs a new family. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady uh, is showing up with a lot of gifts on a lot of school pickup days. Yeah. <laughs> like it is just, yeah, no, that is, uh, it's like the man's hurting so bad. The man's down so bad. He's basically like, I think they gave him like a Giselle clone, like the Illuminati just like <laughs> UPS'd him one, and they were just like, yeah, it's it's like it's an off-brand model, but you know, it's. Yeah. It's she's been, she's it's, young. It's refurbished. Same basic thing, right? Yeah, you know, just you know, just don't have it do you know math. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see smoke coming out of its ears, and then you know, next thing you know, you got a Gone Girl situation on your hands. Ah, <laughs> uh. so uh. see everyone next week. No. <laughs> I mean, we fucking might. There's genuinely like, I mean, I've been scrolling through the news for the last like what two been, days. What have you been twitching on lately? I haven't, haven't been. I've been twitching on everything because yeah, nothing is fun. It's like, I, I can't find a game that's fucking 10% fun at this he's point. He's in a Twitch identity crisis. Wow, it's dude. fun to watch. Dude, it, I enough. mean, it's like now that I'm a couple weeks out of this Hogwarts release, it's like I'm realizing that game is just a big shortcoming. Uh, and for being developed for as many years as it was, that's all they came up with. Really? I mean, it's like, I, it's fun that, you know, it's, it's fun to go explore Hogwarts and have that like childhood. Uh, we all wanted a Hogwarts letter, you know, it's, but it's fun to end, but you'd sit back and you think about it logically for a second and you just go, this is all surface level. This is a game built on, so I, I could have come up with this. Like if you would ask like, like, Hey, here's the map we're going to give you come up with puzzles and shit to do. I would have come up with this just sitting here at this desk, let alone an entire team of developers and playtesters and people who legitimately played this game, playtesters who played this game from start to finish, and nobody said, this isn't fun by the end of it. Like, it's just, it's repetitive combat. This, I mean, we have 26 spells, Elden Ring at 105. You know what I mean? Uh, and this is a Harry Potter world based on magic and and whimsy and fun. Well, uh, we're not going to release Quidditch. We're not going to release any kind of multiplayer. Uh, they're going to be DLCs, but it should have been base game content that we're going to put behind a paywall. And it's like, brother, you should have just, like, this is, this is the shit that kills games. Like, this is the shit... Tom Clancy's The Division was a great idea, but you put all of the best content behind paywalls. And so it's like, what is, like, what does my 60 bucks get me? Uh, like, basically a half-done game, you know what I mean? Like, the rest of it's going to come in a couple months because even the developers themselves said, if we added Quidditch, if we added all of these little things that we're going to add, it would have pushed back development for another couple months and it would have been another, you know. Uh, release date pushback, and you know, you but don't you want that? At, like for like a finished product standpoint, if it had just been delayed, you know, X amount of more months, you would have gotten all of that stuff. Like don't right, but look at the gaming community. These are yeah, the people I that know. are going to throw you I a know. death threat because you delayed your game. Yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like you're kind of caught in a catch twenty two. But at the same time, stop letting these fucking weirdos win. Stop getting bullied into. I mean, I was just talking about it with Ghost Recon. I've been playing that on Twitch, or I played that right before the podcast uh you know it's like ubisoft i mean in the first ghost recon game in wildlands uh, they got bullied into changing the entire helicopter control scheme uh into something that's broken and doesn't work and then you know it followed into breakpoint these studios just get fucking bullied and it takes a great idea and it tears it down to uh what the casual gamer wants and uh what the casual gamer wants is uh bullshit it's bullshit. I mean, I don't. I like. I know you're a casual gamer. I don't give a fuck if you have a fun time playing a game. I genuinely don't because, like, you're not into the art. You know what I mean? You don't make a painting for people who don't appreciate paintings. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to just like cut your like as like we do comedy. I'm not going to start doing like fucking retarded comedy because you'll get it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. I like. I'm not going to go on stage and just start telling dick and shit jokes because 90 percent of the population will get that. No, man, I'm going to do what I want to do, what is creative and cater to the people who appreciate the art. You know, uh, that's just me. So I finally figured it out because it's like, <laughs> I, I, cause we talked about it yesterday and I think a lot of it is, is that, 
you know, you've been a gamer now for over 20 years. It's your passions, your hobbies, your thing. It's, it's, it's your identity. Right. It's part of you. It's just you have now, by, you know, by default, become the Bill Maher of gaming. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people like you uh, out there in the community where it's just you've seen it all. And it's just the new the new stuff is shit. And until something groundbreaking in it and good and yeah. innovative comes out, you're just gonna be the old man shaking your fist, screaming at the sky. Well, it's like I would even go so far as to say <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and scream for innovation because it's like uh like I yeah, I, I've seen enough games and gameplay to know what works and what doesn't work. And it's like one of the most simple things that 90% of anybody who calls himself a gamer's experience is just, like I've said, a morality system. You know what I mean? It's famous in Star Wars games. Uh, Fable, Far Cry, uh, fucking Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto, like morality systems, some kind of... Uh, but meanwhile, I'm going to run around Harry Potter world casting unforgivable spells, and nobody gives a fuck. I mean, everyone's like, that is the coolest shit I've seen today. Or, what's the difference between me casting a Vada Kedavra and then doing some of this ancient magic where I just pick somebody up and they explode? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, you know, fiery ball. They explode. They explode, dude. I'm not even leaving a body behind for their parents. You know what I mean? They explode. I think, They're gone. I think the truth of it is, is that Harry Potter has just accepted the fact that the majority of their fan base, while, you know, they would try and, you know, tread a, you know, somewhat neutral, more uh, positive path. We've all just become, you know, ah. we just, like they just they can't handle the amount of volume of the fact that it's just like if you give these people the unforgivable curses. Oh yeah, no, the whole the dark side wins. Yeah. like it's just it's not. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. But it's like, uh, and I think a lot of in I think to your point, uh, and I think it's, it's to the bigger point of just like like the economy and the markets is that there were so many companies and startups and all these big you know wonderful bright eyed bushy tailed ideas. And now we're getting to the point that you need to start making money and you need to yeah. start putting out a good product. And the video game sector in particular is really at that threshold because it's just if, if you if they're not making money, they're either getting shut down or, you know, it's just right. like because even, you know, the uh, the employee stock plans that you offer, like these guys, like everybody's cashing in on that and, and getting out because right. it's just the, the 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 market is just so unbelievably saturated with junk that you've got to literally, you know, you've got to fire a bunch of nerds and a bunch of shitty uh, development companies so that, you know, that a lot of these bigger companies and these companies that are doing good jobs can get the resources to put out better projects. I, it's like, I wouldn't even say that the bigger companies with the resources are putting out better products. I, it's like what I'm saying is that gaming as a whole being the artwork that it actually is creating a video game. Like what is an, like, give me another public art company. Give me another public, just like a company that comes up with fucking like just genuine art that is publicly traded uh, and and worth shit. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> is that a company? What's their stock ticker? Uh, oh, show and jump. Y-U-G? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, it's like the bigger these companies get, the more disconnected from the art it really becomes. It just becomes more about a business. So it's like, that's why indie developers, I mean, are putting out some of the best shit on the market well, right no, now. I've, because they get to just like be themselves and individuals and creative instead of having to answer to well, uh, shareholders and, you know, get fired because well, it's I think not a moving fast enough. Well, no, because I mean, Take-Two Interactive is still, you know, is still great you know, studio and gaming company and, and their projects and IPs always kind of come. I think mean, that's the people that did the Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, but it's also because they have a diverse portfolio where they also have lower key, you know, cash grab things that it, it's all kind of just how it's structured. Like Blizzard Activision, those are all outdated IPs that, you know, that, that to yeah. your point, that, that they've been milked for all they're worth from Call of Duty to World of Warcraft, yeah. Starcraft, all of them. And it's they're at the point now where it's just like they have to sell and be acquired because they don't have the resources to take that stuff right. forward. And it's, and it's uh, and I, and I think that's just that's true of a lot of some of these smaller gaming like CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven should not have been an abysmal shit game. Shouldn't have. There's no like especially given their track record. But the point of it is. Uh, or the, you know, the, you know, the point or yeah, there's just the, the underlying problem was it's just, it wasn't a big enough, it's not a big enough company. It doesn't have the resources to do something like that to scale. 
I think if you look at Cyberpunk 2077 from a very generalized kind of perspective, you can almost see that it's like this like it was a game that was built and it hits all of the it hits all of the checkpoints for like what is a good game, but the shit between the checkpoints makes zero sense whatsoever. So if you take a couple steps back as somebody again who like isn't a gamer and you take a look at Cyberpunk 2077, yes, it's open world. Yes, there's exploration. Yes, there's uh driving and, and random encounters that can happen. Uh and you, you know, come across your own missions. To somebody who isn't a gamer that looks all well and good. To anybody that kind of is, you know, knows what they're doing or is going to scrutinize this product, uh, it's, again, just very surface level, which is kind of the same thing I'm finding with Hogwarts, where it just feels like people who almost know nothing about gaming or have never really played a game, you know, from start to finish in their life. You know, they got a hold of this and they looked at it from a very general standpoint and they said, all right, we've got magic, we've got flying, we've got Hogwarts, we've got a large open world, we've got the Forbidden Forest. Those are the things we needed for a Harry Potter game. Bam, send it out. You know what I mean? But again, anybody who's played games for years can look at this and be like, this was designed by people who don't know how to make games, like just don't know how to make a fun and like in, like uh, engaging title. You know what I mean? Uh, and, like that's kind of what seems to be what's hitting the market right now. It is the Miyazaki curse. But uh, are casuals enjoying it? Yeah, absolutely. Casuals are loving Harry Potter. That's why it's crushing on Switch right now. It's crushing because it's selling for as much as it is, and casual gamers aren't willing to drop $60 on a Harry Potter. Are you willing to drop 60 bucks on Harry Potter right now? I mean, I don't care about Harry exact- Potter. Well, okay, so you don't care about Harry Potter, but you'll go on Twitch and watch it just to see what the game's all about and see if it's something that you'd like. I mean, the only person I've watched, the only person I watch on Twitch is, is you. Yeah, so. Right, but I'm just talking from like the casual gamer standpoint. Yeah. They're not going to drop 60 bucks on a game uh, uh, versus when you can go on Twitch and, and watch people play it. So it's getting crazy sales numbers because of the hype that it got, and it's continued to get a hype. Uh, so it's going to continue to crush in sales. But at the same time, it's also why it's crushing on the Steam or the Twitch charts is just because it is so popular as just a you know franchise. Harry yeah, Potter's. and there has been, outside of the movies, there's those Fantastic Beast movies, there was no... Harry Potter IP. I mean, this is the first kind of real thing that's been out in a while. So it sounds to me like it's just way more for casuals, and you're looking for something way yes. more in depth. Yes, like that's that's your. your but you can make with. a game for casual, as Elden Ring proved last year. You can make a game for casual gamers and fill it with enough to get hardcore gamers like myself excited to play it twice or three times, uh, because there's so much to find. Now, again, so this brings me back to the original point, right? Elden Ring and Hogwarts had about the same development cycle, time-wise. And you look at these two products side-by-side and you just go, Elden Ring was phenomenal and they gave a fuck about the world they built. Hogwarts was a cheap cop-out and they took Hogwarts and they took the Harry Potter universe, copy-pasted it, and they said, here's 26 spells, go explore Hogwarts. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, just look at what, you know, uh, 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 FromSoft did with three and a half years of development. Look at what uh, Avalanche Studios did with three and a half years of development. You know what I mean? It's it's like that. Like that's the only thing we have to look at, right? What What if I told you that that was the price you had to pay for mending the Elden Ring? Miyazaki, I'm telling, dude. I'm telling you. I think a lot of there is something to what I keep calling it the Miyazaki curse. Have I ever told you about this? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so the Miyazaki curse is uh, the la- the name of the creator of the whole Soulsborne from Soft Company. I forget his first name. It's Miyazaki. He, uh, there is a feeling that people get when you play through his games and you beat them. And it's because you, there's just nothing like, because it's such a unique, real, it's a gamer's game that people like go to try and play other things and it's just it doesn't it doesn't grab them the way and it just you're looking you're looking for that feeling of kind of bewilderment and, and it's because and it, to Josh's point it's not out there like that you can get cheap fixes every now and then but we live in a we live in an age and a culture in video games where i mean it's $65 after tax more or or, or more uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the $70 price point. So when you're spending that kind of money, obviously like you want, you want to get your bang for your buck. And 
when people play from soft games, that's why I told you to play Sekiro because I think you would genuinely enjoy Sekiro because it is it's a piece yeah. of art. Yeah. And and it, it it challenges you and the world it, it it doesn't beat you over the head with tutorials and stuff just like right. Elden Ring and but there's it, it, there's a beautiful story there and and it, it gets you thinking yeah. the way that Elden Ring did. When people, when the real gamer gamers, like obviously you're different because Elden Ring was a little bit out of your scope. But again, if you had the time to stick it out and grind it out, I think you would find the same thing. That you get to the end of it and you just feel in when you go to play other things, it's just think they just don't hold up because of just and it's not even necessarily even like the the genre or it's just the quality. Yeah, I think Elden Ring, uh, like, and I think as you describe what the Miyazaki curse is, it's exactly how I felt about Morrowind and Oblivion as a kid. It's how seamlessly a game uh, can um, uh, uh, just it, it just transforms. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it, how it, seamlessly a game can make you believe you're in the middle of it. That's yeah. what it is, right? It's like the moment that the immersion's broken, the moment the thing pops up on screen that tells you how to, like the immersion's gone. Like you are no longer in the game. You are a person reading a screen for instruction. And that's what Elden Ring did very well is that yeah. it just throws you into this game. You're immediately immersed in this giant world and you're just like, your brain comes up with the objectives for you as simple as they may be. Learn how to kill the guy in front of you that because it's rewarding. You know what I mean? It, it triggers that thing in your brain that says, if I do this, I will get that little melatonin dump that says this was fun. Uh, and it genuinely, your subconscious yeah. knows it, by when I get through this cave, when I finish up this little dungeon, I like, I'm going to get this serotonin dump because, and, and that's why people push so hard to finish it in Elden Ring. And that was the same way I felt in Morrowind and Oblivion as a kid because it's not the gameplay, it's not the 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 combat system that makes you immersed in a game. It's all it's the atmosphere. It's the shit that uh, keeps you immersed in the game that is that is uh, outside of your character that keeps you there. And, and a lot of games, again, like Hogwarts very quickly breaks that immersion from you. It reminds you time and time again that you are not in this world. You are the person controlling this character. This is how to do things. It's like, bitch, let me figure it out. Well, that and the natural curiosity, the human nature, uh, that the human nature of the curiosity of just trying to understand what it is you're doing. Yeah. Like that's, and having to kind of look for those answers. It, yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying there because it's, it, the gaming industry needs uh needs a really big shakeup in uh you know maybe warzone season three will be it <laughs> god no it won't i mean that's... i've almost i've asked you I've, i have tempted to just ask you if you would download it <laughs> warzone because i mean i'm dookie i it's just like and you want it's funny that call of duty has not changed at all we were playing multiplayer yeah. And the amount of just shit talking in there. Huh? Like, it's just, that's how you know that it's just like, Call of Duty just runs strictly on just like a narc system. Yeah, it runs on Mountain Dew. I mean, yeah, yeah, it runs it was... on Mountain Dew and narking because that's because yeah. it's like, I was listening to some of the shit that was flying after the matches in uh, the other night playing with Bob and Kyle and, and you, that it was just like, it was like, holy crap. I mean, it, it is just, you know, these words have not gone away anywhere in the lexicon. And the only reason why you're getting banned is because, you know, some oversensitive little ninny, you know, decided to hit, you know, uh, Y or R3 and, you know, take time out of his day to go, I don't like his words. Dude, that's part of the game, though. I mean, that's literally, that's part of Call of Duty right there. It's like, yeah, you can, like, Call of Duty is a surface level shooter. But at its core, Call of Duty as a game is torture the person on the other side of the screen. Yeah. I, and it's like, it goes outside the game. I mean, like, it's like, yeah, report his profile. Hit him up in his fucking Facebook. I looked up a motherfucker earlier today. It was shit talking to me last night. I was like, I could ruin this kid's life right now. I was like, no, don't do this. I'm not that kind of gamer anymore. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just happy that there's still a place in uh, American society where you can go and you can threaten to rape somebody's family yeah. and nothing will happen. You know right, yeah, I, mean? I mean, yeah, no, dude, it's it's yeah, that's part of the actual game. Like the whole console is Call of Duty. The moment you download that game, it's it's <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't get to leave. It'll come into your private life if you're good enough at the game. It I'll is. Tell <laughs> it is. It's true. Yeah. When no, your mother starts getting DMs, you're just like, all right, I'm gonna Call of Duty. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When your parents are getting doxxed. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're just like, all right, I figured out how to play Call of Duty. That's cool. Uh, no, yeah, that that's that will continue to be one of the most toxic places on the planet. Like, I mean, borderline next to 4chan. Uh, that place is... Uh, they're, they're neck and neck. Yeah, they no, are. really. I mean, yeah, Call of Duty is like, it's such a universal name that like any mother will buy their kid Call of Duty. And then it's just like, they just like, yeah, VoIP it up, dude. Like, get in here and just talk to each other. Like, just get it. <laughs> I want to hear a six-year-old scream the N-word. Yeah, dude, I genuinely, I, I, I genuinely <laughs> believe the developers, the Infinity Ward, when they started Call of Duty, the OG devs were just like, I want to hear kids cry. Like, <laughs> activate mics, dude. I want to hear kids cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're just crushing monsters, just going, we got to fucking push it harder. Yeah, no, Call of Duty was one of the first games, I think, to introduce uh, in-game actual, like, VoIP system. And uh, oh, proximity pretty, chat, yeah, was, not even proximity chat, just like at the, at the most rudimentary oh, level, yeah, proximity yeah, yeah. chat was just like everybody in the lobby can hear everybody all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, no matter how far away you are, if you're the enemy sniper on the other side of the map, you can talk shit to the guys on the front line. I mean, Call of Duty didn't give a fuck, they were just like, Yeah, everybody it's, yelling, they everybody. still don't, <laughs> yeah, they uh, still don't, yeah, no, it's nuts, man. I mean, yeah, they just they, 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 they that's a that's. <laughs> It's a dirty little dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember everybody being able to yell on, at them on the map at the same time. Uh, yeah, it was, I don't know if they ever did it on Xbox. I know on PC it was big because really? I remember as a kid. Yeah, no, I would because we used to we had a dial up connection for the longest time. So I'd wake up at like five o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and go hook up on <laughs> Call of Duty until my parents woke up. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a headset at the time. I was playing with my desktop speaker, so I had to keep it turned way down. And some guy, yeah, from across the map just started yelling, like, racist shit. My father came storming out into the kitchen, just, what the fuck is going on? It's like, I'm playing Call of Duty. That's why your grandfather can't call. What the fuck's he calling at 530 in the morning for? <laughs> <laughs> like, so as you're in game. Yeah, as you're, yeah, everybody, no, everybody in the what? lobby. Yeah, everybody in the lobby would be talking to each other. Uh, yeah, I remember getting screamed at a couple times because, like, I didn't know how to aim as a kid. You know what I mean? I didn't know how to, like, ADS. I'm not uh, aiming now. Yeah, so, like, I would just, like, legitimately just, like, try and hip fire everything, and people would just be, like, screaming at me because you still get, like, the end-of-round cams where, like, the last people alive, you can watch them play. And, uh, yeah, I remember one time because the Call of Duty always defaulted to uh, your name was always, like, unknown soldier, you know, number blah, blah, blah. And I remember this fucking guy just yelling, hey, unknown soldier, why don't you hold the fucking right click every now and again? And I held down right click and I go, oh, fuck, that's how you aim. <laughs> like, I remember, yeah, as a kid thinking like holding down right click, that was so foreign to me because you'd like never used it as a kid until I started playing Call of Duty. I was like, fuck, that's how you aim things. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll never forget that guy. <laughs> hey, unknown soldier, why don't you fucking aim at things every now and again? Hold that right click. Oh. <laughs> and it was that day that Joshua yeah. realized. It changed his life forever. Yeah. yeah. He was no longer interested in titty. <laughs> uh, I think it's about a good point as any to wrap up. Word up. 53 minutes, unless anyone's got any closing remarks, statements, anything like that. No? All righty. I guess we're podcasters. We're podcasters. We're podcasters.